Hello, everybody, and welcome into Camel Call Friday. The diamond sports have hit home. We got to talk about what is a huge under-the-radar series, I think, on the national scene for baseball as Rutgers out of the Big Ten comes in. You're thinking, Rutgers, weren't they really bad a couple of years ago? The answer is yes, they are not bad anymore. We'll, we'll talk about that and not just getting you to watch because you're a Campbell fan. But speaking of on the diamond, Coach Trina Prater in her home debut taking down, speaking of the Big Ten, Purdue out of the Big Ten. It wasn't even close. Campbell scored two runs in the first, ended up winning 3-1, to one, bringing down Purdue in Bowie's Creek. What an incredible way to start what I think is going to be a softball team that's not going to miss a beat. So Isabella Smith, the ace from last year, comes back, the JMU transfer. Her first start of the year, she goes 12 innings, sets a Campbell record for the most pitches. I think it was like 199, 199. pitches. So the all-time record. She had pitched earlier in the day, too. She got two wins. So gets two wins. Then this week in the home opener, throws the complete game, allows the one run. And she pitched really well against UNC last year yep. and Duke and tournament teams, Ohio State. So she's not afraid of this moment and, and shuts down Purdue. Like, that was an awesome pitching performance. And Trina Prater – when you talked, when I talked to her earlier this week, number one, Campbell went two and two last weekend. They, they had a great opening weekend. They beat that Charlotte team, as you said. They beat ETSU, lost to Miami of Ohio, and then came back, scored a bunch of runs in six runs, I think, in the seventh inning. They lost to South Carolina by one. And so, when you see her getting getting set for this Purdue game, went in and visited with her and. She was upset that they lost to South Carolina. An SEC team, she said, man, we, we gave up a bunch of unearned runs in that game. We should have won. We're going back down to their tournament this weekend. Yeah. And she can't wait to play her. And when I was asking her about Purdue, I said, what do you think about Purdue? They're like, you know, they've got some players, but we should beat this team. And it wasn't a, I'm going to tell you that, and that's what I say in the locker room. You can tell when coaches – can say something because they have to pump up themselves and their team because if you don't think you can win, what are you doing playing? And when they truly believe it, and granted, she was an assistant in the Big Ten for the past four years, so she knew this Purdue program and knew what they were, but she believed that they were going to win and it was going to be a pretty easy win, and that's exactly what it was. And after the game, they didn't dump buckets of water on anything. They didn't set the place on fire. They expected to win that game. They won that game, and now they're on to the next one. Also, I've had a lot of caffeine, you, you so I am very yeah. excited, not only for that, but because we've got a 1,000 more games to go this weekend, and me and you are broadcasting them all. But anyway, go ahead. Well, I'm going to calm down a little credit bit. Credit to the say. softball team, because their mantra last year was back-to-back. -back. And this year, it's about leveling up. And I know Show started that, and Trina yeah. has carried it forward. Like They want to show they can not only get to a regional, but win games yeah. at the regional. and. Purdue, while not the best Big Ten team, they're not Northwestern or Nebraska, they're still a quality team. Still a Big Ten team. And they still have yeah. more resources, more facilities, you yep. name it. And Campbell outplayed them from start to finish. It was neat watching a stream at 3 o'clock on a Thursday to see college softball. Yeah. Like this time of the year, there's random game times. And Isabella Smith's amazing. She could be pitcher of the year easily this year. I think it was a snub she wasn't last year. Yeah. But her and Richard shared a lot of the innings. The softball team's going to be pretty good come Big South time. Yeah, yeah, just just an incredible start. You literally, I don't think, could start could start any better. And and speaking of, you, you talk about incredible start, and it's interesting because um, Matt Lavery, who is our uh, new assistant AD, does a lot of stuff. I say new, but you know he's been here since August. Um, um, great guy. He was a Division One golfer at Des Moines. 
and um, or at in Des Moines at Drake. Oh, talk about those football uh, trips to Drake. Oh no, my gosh, yeah, that's a, that, that's another story. But anyway, as as we were kind of watching the score, we had a meeting going on. It was coming down to the end, and 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 the women's golf team was ahead of the tournament, and she and they're like, hey, you know, we're ahead, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, and he's like, you don't understand how hard it is to win a collegiate golf tournament. I said. No, no, no. I do. It's just not surprising that you're saying that because we have a coach that has won nearly 200 women's golf tournaments and they win another one winning the winning the Seabest Invitational. The defending champs um, came back and defended their title. And again, not to say what I told him, I said, what I mean is I never take that for granted because it is impossibly hard to win a, a golf tournament, especially at the collegiate level. But he has done it so many times. I don't want to say it's expected, but it's not a surprise when when they win and they did. Second tournament win this year, dating back to the fall. Ninety-eight tournament victories for John Crooks. Yeah. That's second best all time of women's golf coaches. Yes. And he's probably going to get to a hundred by the end of the year if you win the Big South and, and a couple others. You know, John Crooks built this program from Marshbanks. He was recruiting female yeah. students on campus to play on the golf team. Now they're a top 50 RPI program, and today, fresh off their tournament win, I saw Ashley Sloop, the assistant coach, who's now married, and I forgot her new last name, Ashley Sears. And so Ashley brought in a, a player from Finland, and they were touring campus. She's signed and is committed. But think about the international recruiting they bring yeah. in, these great players, and then they keep winning tournaments. It, job well done, women's golf. I mean, it's amazing, and, and really the week, quote-unquote, if you do the Sunday through Saturday thing, started with our wrestling team beating Chattanooga. Again, they are undefeated. App State's undefeated. They'll go up to App State with, in tow, a busload of say. Campbell football players really? headed by Mike Mincher will be taking the long road up to Boone and they will be the in section. what is a hostile crowd in Boone. They will be there to, to cheer on. So it's fun that those two teams have formed a bit of a relationship to try to give Campbell some sort of home at advantage. Well, and we've had to play app at app the last couple of years with the schedule. That's how we clinched yeah. the title in previous years tournaments at Boone and it's always electric I, I will say this our wrestling program's locked in right now I mean took care of Ch Chattanooga with ease yeah after traveling we talked about the trip to, to Lexington and then back to Chattanooga they've looked really good a lot of nationally ranked wrestlers oh man this is just that's the best Sunday because yeah. those two programs hate each other they really do the Twitter trash talk yeah. is amazing all week our fans their fans back and forth we've been good in the postseason but they've been good in the regular season yeah so this is all for all the marbles they're wrestling, right here. The, their wrestling fans are a lot. <laughs> it's it's very, very true. They have two different wrestling podcasts, just wrestling podcasts. I've I've been on that I've been on that show before and it wasn't as nice of a welcome as I as I thought it was gonna be. But uh <laughs> but anyway, you know, t t tennis uh back to back uh doubleheader sweeps that that they had and then in the middle of the week, Campbell with two impressive wins against Charleston Southern on both the men's and women's side. The, the, the women fighting for a top three finish in the Big South. They uh, have already earned a bye into the first round of the Big South Conference Tournament. The Believe It or Not, folks, starts in less than two weeks. This will be quarterfinal Friday um, in, in two weeks from this time. And the men, there were some upsets on the other side of things, they're fighting for that sixth and final spot that will get them a first round by Upstate and Winthrop, two teams that they're fighting with. Both had good wins. Campbell will go to Winthrop next week, but with three games remaining, uh, Campbell 
um, doing what they need to do, again, winning that first game and needing to win again when they play Saturday, Senior Day, PC. So let's um, start here. with the women here. They're on the road Saturday. Presbyterian is a 500 team. That's never an easy game, and Ronnie has told me for 100 years when he goes to this, his old stomping grounds in Clinton. So tough. It's just there's a program history. They play really tough basketball down there. And then at home, Bradford and Winthrop, those are winnable games. You can bounce back after the two losses and win four straight to end the year. Yeah. Most likely the three seed. High Point has a winnable schedule. And whether you're two or three, it doesn't truly matter. Neutral I agree. site, you're yeah. in Charlotte. High Point lives on great shooting. Maybe they don't get comfortable in a gym. You know, there's a lot of factors to that. You just want to be in a good spot where your two, three, Brittany Staves played really well at Charleston Southern. She's back. The Camels scored six points in the first quarter. They put up 75 in the game. So first 10 minutes, they couldn't score. The final 30 minutes, nobody could stop them, and every player who checked in scored. So it was That's the advanced game. analytics and why you're here at the other side of the table. That's, I had forgotten about it was that. A I remember checking in after the, after first, the first quarter, quarter being, oh, no. And we had this group chat. We're all like, oh, God, is it going to be 24 to 22 tonight? And then Fisher and the ladies start hitting all these threes <laughs> and their balanced offense and staves the double-double and – and there you Fisher go. and the ladies also an amazing um, R&B group from the 50s did that. <laughs> Man, I got to stop drinking coffee. I tell and you what. And then on the men's side, they can avenge their loss at Presbyterian here at home. Yes. And there's been good home crowds the last couple of weeks. So that's important. And think about family weekend, too. So yep. this weekend on Saturday, you have the baseball game, the basketball game, an ice skating rink on campus, a live performance from K Paige King Johnson who grew up in Harnett County, and last week she won an award for the country single of the year in North Carolina. So the best wow. song of any country artist in the state. So she's coming back. It's also, one of the many reasons we have you is now as you're a new rollover in the university, you have us plugged in with the university thing. Tell me more about this ice rink. Where is it going to be? Of course, they have an ice rink up at Carter-Finley Stadium yeah, it's not, it's um, not in the, the middle of football. Okay. I, I will right. want to clarify. Go to Raleigh for that. But yeah. this is our version of the stadium series. So D. Rich, the main academic building in the academic circle. Right. Directly to the right, as you're heading towards the chapel, there'll be a gigantic rink that you can walk in. You don't need skates for it. You can use your shoes as well. But skates. Wait, what? It, it's it's ice, but it's not like full ice. It's okay. that half ice, half. Basically, you don't need to wear ice skates for okay. it. You can, can wear ice you? skates. Okay. But if you have shoes, that's totally fine, too. It's, it's a dealer's choice, much like in poker. Okay. <laughs> Double down, split my aces, and try to win some money. You can't bet on it. But but more importantly, Family Weekend is there's an alumni event in the morning on Saturday. Yeah. They're honoring the 50- and 60-year anniversaries of Campbell graduates coming back for Family Weekend. Yeah. And then, too, what's nice is there's prayer services, there's golf tea times, there's arts and crafts, the sporting events, yeah. the Greek tailgate before the men's basketball game, and an alumni tailgate. So before you rile up for McGee and the boys, you can hang out in the parking lot. Sure. So there should be a, a good, loud atmosphere yeah. for that game. Yeah, it, it should be. Well, thanks for uh, letting us in and all that. The, the live performance, when does that take That starts place? at 6. Okay. So pages from 6 to 9. You can go out there from 5 to 9, 9.30. Basically. On Saturday, or are we talking Saturday Friday? night. Okay. There'll be food trucks, a food truck rodeo, ice skating rink, of arts and crafts. Dang. There's a – I'll peel back the curtain here. Britt Davis, our Associate Vice President for Advancement, yes. he's converted his truck into a photo booth with Campbell uh, blankets and scarves and pillows. <laughs> That's so you amazing. Can, you can jump in the back of the hitchback truck, 
and take your okay. photo. And there'll be a photographer there to take your photo and all that stuff. So, I mean, Saturday may be wow. the Lollapalooza yeah. of Bowie's Creek, North Carolina. Where will all of the food trucks be? Lined up in the circle. Okay. Academic Union. So just after the game, when Campbell beats Presbyterian and baseball beats Rutgers to win sure. the series, just go across campus and you'll find it right in the union. Okay. So 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 Saturday is when it's all is when it's all going down. Is what is what you're telling me? Yeah, because we have so much going on. Softball on the road, swimming in the middle of their uh, conference championship. The inaugural Six, Mark Bryant yep. championship. They were sixth uh, up in Knoxville, but had. Uh, a bunch of swimmers qualify for some final races, which is really, really good. Women's basketball at Presbyterian. All this stuff's going on, as you said. The men's basketball game against PC is at 2. And then the baseball game against Rutgers is at 3. So a lot of fun to do. It's going to be senior day for men's basketball. And um, Can we do a podcast for Ricky Clemens? Well, that, 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 that's what I was going to say. He deserves to have a, a have a tip of the cap because his story, which we've done a good job of, of telling, and, and we're going to put something together real special going in going into the tournament. But but Ricky Clemens came onto this campus. They call him a preferred walk-on, as in, okay, you know, you're not just filling up space. We, we really do think we can develop you into a player. He was there for Chris Clemens, no relation, fresh for senior year. The year afterwards, obviously, it was a big rebuilding job, um, and uh, the coaching staff wasn't quite happy with what was going on, and uh, it was late January, early February, yeah. a game at Winthrop. Campbell was way behind. They put him in because he had played so hard and done so well in practice. They put him in the lineup. The next uh, game he started, and they never got him out of the lineup. He started as a defensive stopper, and now he is the offensive threat on this team and one of the best players in the conference. And one of the best people. He understands what Campbell means to him. He's got the Raleigh connection. He also gets what it means to not be recruited very highly. Yep. Like this was his offer. It yep. was come here as a student. We'll try to get you on scholarship. He has since been a scholarship player. But when you come on as a walk-on, you don't have all the perks and the advantages, and you have to earn your place. Like we talked about, he shut down players for three years as the best defensive player. He never got the award because he didn't have the blocks uh, or the steals. Right. But he was the guy you didn't want to face. John Michael Wright, who's now at Oklahoma State, had nightmares when yeah. he played. He totally Ricky shut Clemens. him down. It was uh, it's just incredible to see what he has become, and you know, a fifth year guy that has uh, been through the ups and downs and is getting this program back up. And even when this team hasn't had their best winning stretch or you know there hasn't been the championships when he started yeah the morale's been high he's been a leader he still does events in the in the campus and the, like he's the perfect embodiment of a Campbell student yeah yeah and and just to let you know what goes on with a lot of sports Ricky does not doesn't have any more eligibility left he's a fifth year senior he's used his COVID year Jesus uh, Carolero Joshua Lusain Devin Dunn will all be having their senior day as well they each have another year because of COVID there are so many things that, that go into it, and it's not necessarily transferring, but but all these guys will get their degrees. And so what they have done in the men's basketball program, and they're doing a lot of others on campus being saying, hey, if, if you get your degree and technically could go out into the world or could go on to a grad school somewhere, you know, we're going to let you have your day. And, hey, if you come back, awesome for all parties involved, and we won't celebrate as much for your second senior day um, when you when you come through. So just to let you know when yeah, you see one, these other people One, no in. guarantee that they'll yeah. return. And then two, Josh Lusane's mom. I, I cannot wait to yeah. watch the emotion. <laughs> she is the most passionate parent supporter outside of Mama Neto. 
who won't be here anymore because Zach's now in the Angels uh, spring training roster. Yeah. But Ma- Mama Lusane, she's incredible. And, and then just you mentioned that senior class. This will be – that's like the one time – because Kevin McGeehan has always talked about on his senior day, he did not get the start. He didn't yeah. get to – he had to come off the bench. And, and he said, I always want to make sure my seniors, whether it's five minutes or ten minutes, I want them to play. So every senior is going to yeah. play and get a big impact on Saturday. Yeah, and again, it's a big game. Campbell is – up against it in a way that they they have to win on Saturday and then um, next week next week as well and uh, it depends what other other people do but but big games for Campbell here uh, down the stretch on the men's basketball side big games for baseball oh it, it's always fun and of course Campbell head coach Justin Hare has over. The past couple of is years. Is he tired of all the interviews? I've seen him on like eight I podcasts. Know. You talk to him for the broadcast. I'll say no. He, he, he isn't. And he's very and he's very good good at them. But yeah, Campbell is getting preseason pub while that has been the norm over the past couple of years. But also he has put together, he always puts together a non-conference schedule. So if they do not win the conference tournament, they have a chance to go to the NCAA tournament, which happened two years ago, which again, Campbell at large bid, NCAA, anything is pretty rare, but to do it in baseball is something. So they're starting off against Rutgers. If you are just a casual baseball fan, or heck, let, let's be honest, you, you probably don't know much about the Big Ten. Rutgers was 44-15 and 15 last year. They finished second in the Big Ten tournament, second in the regular season. Remember the Big Ten is... Behind is, a great Maryland team right? who we saw at this ballpark. And, and usually, usually in the Big Ten you get three, four, five in. As their head coach said, Steve Owens, in his fourth year, somebody decided the Big Ten wasn't good at baseball anymore, and they were left out. They were the first team out, but they did not get an at-large bid to the NCAA tournament last year, one of the best hitting teams in the entire country. They are mad. They return a, a lot of their position players, six of the ten, and they you can bet, are looking at this. There is a lot of pressure on Rutgers in this first weekend because, one, they want to prove a lot of people wrong, and, two, they know some road wins against a NCAA tournament team like Campbell will go a long way to maybe getting them an at-large bid this year. You mentioned at-large, and a big part of that's RPI, your rating performance index. Both these teams last year were top 60 in the country in RPI. They will both finish in the top 50 or 60 this year. So right off the bat, you get two wins out of yeah. three in this series. Like, that's an immediate confidence boost. Rutgers plays a lot of road games because of their location. Campbell plays a lot of home games early. Butler, Rutgers, ECU. So both these programs look at themselves and say, hey, if we can win this first series, like, we get nationally ranked. We get, you know, all the D1 baseball publications. Cade Keeler Friday night is the yeah. new Harrington. Like that's going to be yeah. much washed, much washed television. So, I tell you what, yeah. sign me up. Kent Campbell for the second straight year has a Friday night stall- starter that's an All American that people are saying could be a a first round draft pick, uh, which is just incredible. Plus a handful of other guys, position player wise, some pitchers too that 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 could be drafted in the MLB draft. Rutgers has a guy named Drew Conover, a, a Seton Hall transfer that's going to start tonight. That their head coach, Steve Owens, told me has electric stuff as well. So so this Friday night, right out of the shoot, again, the pressure, I, I believe all the pressure is going to be on Rutgers. Campbell always puts pressure on on themselves. We'll have a lot of time to talk about to talk about baseball. But I, I will say when we talked to Campbell's head coach Justin Hare this year and said, What what is different about this team? 
and he said, the number of guys that we have, particularly the junior class, but we have guys that have been through so much and have such good experience. And what he meant by that was the guys that have been here all three of those years, they've been to Mississippi State for the regional. We're in the regional final against a team that ended up winning the College World Series. Last year, they played the number one team in the country in their regional in Tennessee, of course, getting a win against Georgia Tech. They've lost the first game of the Big South Conference tournament and a tournament that they had to win last year came all the way back. They started 1-6 and six last year, 8-10, and 10, and came all the way back and had another unbelievable year. So this is a team experience because they've win, but they've also been through some stuff too when you look a little deeper, and he says that's going to be a big difference. Oh, and by the way – Impact transfers. And by the way, I've got – Eight guys that throw 90, including my entire starting rotation and a Wednesday guy that would probably be a Friday guy anywhere else in the conference. They're pitching. They are deeper overall than they've ever been before. They are deeper pitching than they've ever been before. So, again, so much can happen. It's the beginning of the season. But on paper, oh, my goodness, this team looks good. I am excited to see Daniel Brown. Of all the pitchers, DB has been the nicest guy to interact with. He's from Raleigh. He throws 100 miles an hour from the left side. I don't know where That's it's going. I'll be honest. I don't know where it's going. He's not even but, in the starting rotation. But he's gotten better this yeah. year, and they've worked on his delivery and his timing. I've watched a few of the fall games and the spring practices. When he locates in the zone, yeah. every scout has been here to watch Daniel Brown. I know Cade Keeler's a first-round pick projected, but Brown could go in the draft this year, too. He's only 20 years old, turns 21. He throws really hard. Ernie Day is a great pitcher that we'll learn more about this year. Yeah become an elite starter. Ty Cummings might be the next Ryan Thompson. Not the same angle, but similar three-quarter, and he'll probably throw 55 innings out of the pen and pitch every game. But he's he pitched in the Cape Cod League and was the bullpen arm of the year yeah. in the Cape Cod League. Cade Boxrucker, who also pitched in the Cape, has developed and gotten better as a, as a weekend arm. So there's a lot of good pitching for this team. No doubt, no doubt. Campbell Baseball, Friday, 5 o'clock, Saturday, 3 o'clock. Sunday, 12 o'clock, then Tuesday, taking on Wait, ECU we got a 12 game like the they usually do. Yeah, Rutgers, they got to get on a plane. Got to go back to I, Jersey. I, just, I knew they were hitting Buoys Creek rules. but Got to go back, gotta go back to it, Jersey. ECU uh, will be here at 5 o'clock. ECU, top again, a top yeah. 25 team. So that's always a, a fun um, in the beginning of the week. And they've challenged them themselves. Win or lose. Remember this team's M.O., although Justin Hare wants to uh, change that. And he says, let's see what happens if we start 6-1 and one instead of 1-6, and six, half-joking. But uh, it's not always how you start, so it's D1 how you finish. So the D1 baseball projections came out yesterday. If a regional were to happen this week, okay. right? Campbell's projected as a three-seed and are on the borderline of being a two-seed. Yeah. This is all preseason. ECU's projected to host. Wow. Rutgers is projected a three seed. So right off the bat, you yeah. have four teams that you would face I mean, in it's a regional crazy. from day one. That, that's great competition. It's crazy. Uh, speaking of East Carolina, they, they lost their longtime voice uh, in, in Jeff Charles. It happened on the road um, as, as he was getting ready for a basketball game in Tulane, Tulane two weekends ago. Um, Jeff means a lot, I know, to, to both of us. One, um, we, we have worked with ECU, played ECU, done a lot of stuff there. And I found out, you know, when everybody was talking about this last week. So, so Jeff Charles did play-by-play here on this campus. Uh, Campbell, believe it or not, th this really kind of 
spins your mind out of control. But over um, in Carter Gym, which was the smallest gym in all of Division One. 15 years ago. That's where Campbell played basketball, but they had a regional TV package with Comcat Sports Southeast at the time um, when stuff like that happened. And Jeff Charles, who was and has always been the professional voice kind of in this area, they would bring him in to do these TV basketball games. So he's been here a lot, has been a big fan, and knows everybody because there's a lot of interchangeable parts that go a between lot of ECU fans ECU. and Campbell fans are in the same family, right? they kind yeah. of live next, like there's a lot yeah. of that connectivity. You can like ECU and and Campbell too, and of course we're an hour and a half and I'm away engaged to an ECU from a thing. Alum. You're so engaged I, I to an it. ECU alum. So, you worked a lot of football games at yeah. ECU and events like that growing yeah. up. Yeah, so it's, it, it, it's really interesting. He'd been there for 30 years, and what's very a shame about, about all of it is the fact that, and, and, and you know, he, he knew how much he – need to people, but you would have loved to see someone like that. And he was pretty close to retirement to announce his retirement and kind of go through and, and have all these things that have come out, come out since, since his death. He did a lot for me to, to get this job. When I was working in Eastern North Carolina, I covered the pirates on local TV. So got to know him through that. And then I got the job with the Kinston Indians, which was a minor league baseball team at that time. And through ECU, they needed uh, someone to do baseball or in crossover. Jeff used to do all of them. He used to do baseball games too. But as we know right now, there's a bunch of basketball left before baseball happens. So I came up and did the did the baseball games for him. Got to fill in for a couple of basketball games for football and every and everything like that. Um, I was a young guy. I wanted the experience. He was the guy that had been there forever. Now, when you're in Jeff's position. You can do a couple of things when there is a young guy that's trying to do what you do and be where you are in college. You can do nothing. You can try to make it really hard for them, or you can really help them try to get to where they are. And Jeff was one of those that, that, that Jeff was the guy that tried to get me to where I was. He was on the top of, of my references uh, when I was trying to get a job in college athletics. And the job for Campbell came up in the summer of 2011, and it came up with there were there were a few other jobs too, a women's basketball job at Virginia Tech, some things that looked bigger, brighter, something that you thought, okay, that would be that would be something that that I should go after. So I kind of I talked to him like I always did whenever there was a job question. I said, hey, I said here's some jobs out, and there's a Campbell full time you know position or whatever. And he said, you know what, you you really should go for Campbell. There's not jobs like that anymore where you're a full-time employee of the university, which at the time he was there at, at ECU, and he said, these jobs are few and far between. Um, I, I really think this is the job that that you need to get. You know, they've got football now. Again, football was just in its third year and everything like that. And so I turned in my my resume tape and my resume and everything, and I and I turned it in, and he made a call, and he called Stan Cole, and they've known each other again because they've worked together a, a lot. And, and they made the call to Stan. Stan went in to the person that was doing the hiring at the time, put my resume on front of the of the uh, of the pile, and I got a call. And 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 the rest of history. So I I will never forget that that he had that part again. There are so many different ways you could handle that, and you don't have to go the extra mile, especially to to help someone that again that you know, you didn't, you didn't have to help. So 
that's my Jeff Charles story, like like so many have have Jeff Charles story, and I'll and I'll end it and get the lump out of my throat with the fact that the last things that we said to each other is is so Jeff, if you know him, and again um, that there are so many other stories that I have that are all good things, but um, but this is not the this is not the time for him. But Campbell played ECU in basketball um, earlier this year, and uh, ECU did not play well. Campbell did not play particularly well in a in a six minute stretch. It was it was a close game. Campbell Campbell really could have won that game. And of course, we, we talked before the game. We talked earlier. He he is on a podcast, um, one of our Friday podcasts from the fall when we were going up there to play football. And I invite you to to listen to that, uh, just because it kind of gives you a, a true taste of, of of who he was and the relationship that we had. But he comes to me after the you know we we kind of meet at midcourt after most everybody has gone away and and I stick out my hand and he sticks out his hands and he goes both these teams were not very good today he's like you know we just weren't very good and you guys just didn't play very good today that that was not a good basketball game <laughs> and again he did not say any of that on the air he he literally bleeds uh, purple and gold he's honest on the air but you can also tell he loves ECU and he would never go that far but he also knew it and and the one thing for Jeff he'll be remembered for all his football calls but he wanted ECU to be good at basketball so badly and they really never were for save for for a couple of years. So um, so uh, hopefully they will get there someday. But but uh, but I'll just remember that he was he had seen so much that he was a straight shooter and not afraid of it. Well, I think we should end this podcast then saying paint it purple. That's in his right. Honor. That was one of his signature lines. And like you mentioned, he, he's so connected to this area yeah. and this community. It's it's awesome that he gets to be remembered this way. Yes, it will be for Evan. I'm Chris saying uh, so long, Campbell. Baseball is back, and all the other sports as well. We'll be back as well. Trina Prater, our new softball coach, her her staff, some student-athletes will be at the county seat on Monday. We hope to see you out. We hope to see you at the ballpark and basketball court this weekend. Goodbye.